Is Dead Reckoning the most death-defying Mission Impossible movie yet? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, impossible missions, and more. Uh, I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Hi, DJ. And we have a very special guest today. Christian, say hi to the kids at home. Hi, kids at home. <laughs> nice, nice to see everybody, or talk to everybody, or be with everybody. Christian, it's been a minute. You've been on the show before, but it's been a minute. So for anybody that for some reason is not familiar uh, with you or your work, where uh, who are you? Where can they find your stuff? Uh, I'm just a nomad at this point, DJ, a nomad. I, but it's been a minute as far as airtime, but not as far as screenings. For people who don't True. know, uh, <laughs> DJ and I have become screening buddies. Like yes. we, we always find the same spot to sit near each other not on purpose but yeah. we do and we always want to get into very long conversations so it's always a pleasure to see dj at the screenings yeah we always like to stake our client like this yeah. is my spot and yeah. this is where i like to sit now do you remember the first one of the new of the new era i can i can tell you the screening that it was that we first started sitting next to each other and having our conversations was uh, it fast and furious no wait we i um you'll remember I, instantly when i tell I, you i'm trying to remember i wasn't it one it was like you're daughter's like first movie or something like that right no. but i can't remember no what was it it was halloween it was, it was oh shit yeah, it was i it was with it was with brett and okay yeah 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 and i think you were with your wife yes yeah i would have taken her um she's a big horror movie yeah. fan so i would have made sure to take her to that one so yeah um, so but, you know been going to screenings and doing the thing that we um as roxy roxy and i do a show on on Thursdays on, on my channel, the Christian Harloff channel, which is called The Big Thing, which I do four episodes a week on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I started my own YouTube channel after being with, uh, again, with Roxy on Collider Live, and we did Schmo's No, and doing the movie Trivia Schmodown. And I kind of, um, I was, while it, during the pandemic, where we were watching the Schmodown get hit by the pandemic like anything else, I, start, I was like, Tony Stark in the cave kind of building the suit, which was the YouTube channel of Christian Harloff. And after about a little, almost two years now, we're, we're about 82,000 subscribers are building and we've got the big thing. And, and then I just launched a, a show with, um, with Katie Sackoff called the um, blah, blah, blah with Katie Sackoff on her YouTube channel, which is a, her first podcast. And obviously Katie from the Mandalorian and Battlestar Galactica 24 Longmire. So it's, um, yeah. it's been, it's been a journey. I just saw her. I just watched the Riddick movie. She's in yeah. Riddick, the third yeah, one. Uh, yeah, she she's she's uh, uh, in all the good shit. Um, we were talking a little bit off air about that. Yeah. Sounds really fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. It's like well, Roxy actually gave me a boost of confidence yesterday. I didn't tell Roxy this, so when I, or two days ago when I was like, you know, anytime you launch something, and Roxy's like, I think this is a short thing, and I was like, I, I said, I don't think anything's a short thing. She's like, mm -hmm. I think it's a short thing. I said, I don't know if it's a short thing, but like, I appreciated the, the, the vote of confidence from Roxy just because Katie's below. You and I were talking about it. The thing with Katie is that she's so genuine, she's so honest and open, but she has what a lot of people don't. And I think uh, someone that that Roxy mentioned inside of that conversation is that. Katie has the potential, like Drew Barrymore right now is kicking ass on, on her talk show on television, right? I actually think Katie has the ability to be the Drew Barrymore of our space mm -hmm. because you don't really have, there are a lot of 
really great women who have podcasts in general, but in our space, there are not like the, the, the actors who have the, the podcasts and in the interview space are like Michael Rosenbaum, John Bernthal, um, Dax Shepard, yeah. uh, people of that nature. And there, and there are a lot of, like I said, right. I think Rachel Bilson has, has a show, but that's kind of focused around the OC, but in our space, these interviews, these types of things, I think Katie is, has that audience for the, the action, the people, the, the people who love the action stars, women love her, men love her. So, and she's so good at interviewing. We're very, we, we just announced that Bryce Dallas Howard is our first guest next week and um and it's a fantastic conversation between the two of them it's really great that's incredible that's so cool there will be links in the description please go check it out uh you won't regret it roxy how, how are you doing that's today it, i'm just like honestly f first of all it's so bizarro for me to have my worlds merge like this mm -hmm. and second of all i feel like dj this is a big pat on the back to you because Christian, do you ever do anybody's show anymore? Like, I don't ever, I feel like you have so much going on. I don't see you guest anywhere anymore. It's very hard for me to do it these days. Yeah, yeah. it's very hard. Yeah, like, I cannot and, believe it. I like DJ a lot. <laughs> and, I was, and, and not that I don't like other people, but it's just, it's just, I had some other people ask me recently and people who I really like a lot. And I was just like, I just don't have the time. And I, fr like, the Friday thing helps because Monday through Thursday is slammed. And even today, like, and this was on me like this morning my wife was like i want to go to breakfast with the kids and i was like yeah let's let's do it and i realized i knew that i had your show at 10 and then i realized shit i haven't uploaded my show yet so that's gonna so now now that adds an extra hour to my day so it's it's a it's a pleasant thing to have you know this the, to have work but it's also as you guys know you turn around and the time is gone yeah yeah, yeah and it's, it's also wild. Yeah. yeah it's also weird with what we like you know it's just Weird hours. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird. It's a weird hour gig. Um, but yeah, I was. I'm glad uh, Roxy was able to give you a vote of confidence. She's very good at that. She is she's very. Yeah, she's very well, I think good. The at show is like the just best idea, smartest thing to do, and also it's easy to give a vote of confidence to something that you are the consumer for, right? Like this <laughs> isn't me trying to guess. Right. Would an audience like this? I don't know because it's not my thing. Like that, I yeah. blah 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 is. Maybe your first show, Christian, that I feel specifically is geared and catering towards me and right. a lot of other people. But like, this is the show for me. I'm glad you said so that. That's kind, of, that's kind of the goal. The goal is that and, and a lot of shows that we've done, even Clyde Live, have been very male centric. You know, and yeah. we wanted to we wanted to make sure that this show um, was both because it, it and it does from her time on Star Wars and her the things that she's done in general. And women really love her and men really love her and everybody like loves her. So it's like. uh yeah, it's 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 uh, I'm, I'm hoping fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're off to a great start. Everybody go check it out. Uh, before we go any further, a little business up top. Of course, if you would like to watch these episodes early or live or get Patreon exclusive content like uh, Spider-Versity, which I do for with Sal from Comic Pop or Roxy and my show, what we're into, you can do that over at Patreon dot com slash only stupid answers please give us five star reviews on itunes we really appreciate appreciate it and normally every week we ask a question on spotify so if you listen on spotify spotify be sure to check that out uh and now before we get into our main topic this week which is uh mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh we're gonna do a little bit of news because we got a uh, big news week uh in the fan space we got the official casting of Superman and Lois for James Gunn's new Superman legacy, squeaking it in right under the wire of a potential SAG strike. Um, we've got David Cornsweet 
as Clark Kent slash Superman and Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. What are our thoughts on this cast? I'm sure you guys have already talked about this on your show. <laughs> uh, definitely. Rocks, go ahead. Yeah. If, even as you just put the picture up, DJ, it's so crazy to look at David Cornsweet. Like, mm-hmm. even, the jaw, the eyes, the mm-hmm. hair. It's yeah. Superman. And I have also, no idea. Also, not for nothing. Uh, not for nothing, Roxy. He's Jewish. I don't know if Let's you go corn yeah. sweat. <laughs> yeah. Which no also idea. I don't yeah, I don't bring it up for nothing. The people that created Superman were Jewish. It means something. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know who's not Jewish? Rachel Brosnahan, who yeah. played a Jew for the last seven seasons and right. Mrs. Maisel and did it yeah. amazingly. So uh might I add. But that's amazing. I think that that's really a cool bit of information. I did there was a whole podcast that dropped about the Jewish creators and like how mm-hmm. um their Judaism and was involved in creating Superman that I listened to. That was really cool. But 100%. I think that this is just like the best that they could have done. If he sucks, then it's not. And I don't right. know how he is, but he has been testing for so long that I have to imagine he blew them away. And that this is probably going to be, dare I say the best Superman and Lois that we've seen yet as a, as yep. a duo, oh. as a duo, because I think that what they've typically done, and somebody in the audience can audience, somebody at home can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but usually they cast Superman and then mm-hmm. they chemistry read Lois with Superman. Yeah. And this, they cast them together. Mm. So I feel very confident in the, the, way that they want these two to operate together as opposed to Superman and little old Lois. <laughs> can always be hard for me to replace. Margot Kidder and uh, and Christopher Reeve, but I do I love this casting. I mean, I really yeah. do. The one and as that picture was up there, a lot of people have been saying this, and they're like, "Well, he looks like uh, he looks like Henry Cavill." Also, uh, Henry Cavill also looked like, as Roxy just said, looked like Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Routh looked like Superman. The the people who have been cast as Superman all look like this guy. Yeah. They'll look like this guy. They all are cut from the same cloth. And so, yeah, they all kind of look like each other. It's it's true. Um, but as Roxy says, see, with the difference is Henry Cavill, I had I had seen a movie years ago um, that he first kind of debuted in, which was The Count of Monte Cristo. And yeah. he was in that movie. He played um, he played the son. And I from that I, and he was rumored to play Superman back when Brandon, when Brandon Ralph got it. Yeah, so, I think he was auditioning when it was J.J. Abrams' Superman flyby. He sure was. Stuff. He's been he attached sure to the role forever. And I think even might have been around the McG Superman thing. Yeah. Right? Also, he had been in the, in the works for a long time. Um, so the the you know the people who are kind of attached to it and have this kind of look towards and David Corns, what's kind of similarly had brought it up in 2019 that he wanted to play and he wanted to play the 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 lighter version and the brighter version and. You know, you, you will something to happen, and it did. I think this is the best casting. I'm curious if he's going to be able to, as Roxy said, people who've seen him act are, are swear by him. I haven't seen no. him act. I just think look wise, he looks exactly like the the the, the mold that we've seen in the past. And Rachel Rachel Brosnahan was my was my choice. I think she is a phenomenal actress. I think she fits the mold of Lois Lane. Um, perfect. Yeah, I think uh, I've seen Corn Sweat in Pearl. And obviously, he's not the marquee draw of Pearl, but he's really good in it. Okay. Um, 
what's his, been... what's his role, DJ? Because I haven't seen Pearl, and I've seen anybody who's referencing loving him. They're referencing Pearl. Yeah, That's yeah. a horror movie, and is yes. he villain hero? What's his jam? No, he's he's kind of um, it's complicated uh, without spoilers, but he is a a um a film projectionist that Mia Goth's character takes a shine to, which if you know anything about Pearl or the X franchise, that's an awful thing for him. Um, but, uh, uh, and so he, it's Pearl's great. Everybody go see Pearl. It's so fucking good. Um, but so his relationship with the lead Mia goth, um, is, is complicated and he plays a really complicated, I mean, for, for his part in it, uh, Pearl is an incredibly Mia goth centric film, um, it is built around her and her performance. So everybody else is ancillary to that, including him. Um, but the there's there's a nuance to the character, and he does a really good job with it. And like you guys uh, said, he has he's got the look, uh, but I think he's got the juice too. I think he's got it in the fact that they cast him together. Yeah. The other people that were in the running that were rumored to be in the running, like top being tested together for Superman, we had Nicholas Holt and Tom Brittany. And maybe I should put pictures in my script because I actually don't know who the hell Tom Brittany is. <laughs> um, um, and for Lois, we had Emmy, uh, Emma Mackey and Phoebe Denever, I think is how you pronounce that name. Yeah, De- that's the girl from Bridgerton. Bridgerton, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and and Emmy Mackey's Sex, sex education. education. Yeah. Um, and Nicholas Holt from also not being cast as Batman. Um, and not be, and we're going to talk about it today. Who's supposed to be the villain? In the, the Mission Impossible movie we're talking about today, right. yeah, and considering, I, but considering the role that villain plays, I don't know how that works. They must have, they must have, they must have rewritten the, the because character. he's supposed to have a history with Tom Cruise's character that Nicholas Holt is too young. He would have been a fetus when that event is supposed to happen. Right. I, I uh, why did he turn it down, Renfield? Uh, scheduling, I think. Yeah. Huh. Um, did either do either of these actors move the needle for you, or do you think this this is the this was the right choice? Uh, Nicholas Holt to me is a fantastic actor. He is a fantastic actor, and I think he needs one of these big roles. He's, he's he appears in all these different things, and he's someone who talk about can pertain to different audiences, whether it's in the Great or whether it's in X Men. He he can do it all. I thought he was the wrong choice for Superman. Um, yeah. I thought he was the wrong choice. I think he's a great choice for Lex Luthor. I would love yeah. to see him play Lex because I think he can get to that. He can get to that spot where Lex can be charming but maniacal, and and I know that the Skarsgårds are also up for it. I yeah. really like Bill Skarsgård a lot, but anything I've seen him play so far is pretty maniacal. And Roxy mm-hmm. brought this up the other day with Alexander Skarsgård. Um, I think the reason why he has a very good shot is because I wouldn't be surprised if James Gunn and Saffron were Succession fans. And yep. I know that he was in the last season from listen only because I listened to Roxy. Um, yeah. and, very uh, good. and he also, Alexander Skarsgård also makes really good and interesting choices like sure Northman, does. Succession. Yeah. 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 You can't lose with any one of those three for, uh, for, for Lex. No. A lot of people are also saying that James Gunn seems to like, this might sound silly to people, but like very meta things. And Alexander is already named Lex. And people yeah. think that that <laughs> might be something that would encourage Gunn, which I think is a little goofy, yeah. but who knows? Every inch makes a difference. I think that uh, he's he's my choice. But going back to what you were talking about, DJ, with the other two names, the best thing in the world that ever happened to Tom Brittany was being in the running for Superman. I okay. don't know who this man is. I've <laughs> never met anybody who knew who this man was. 
And all of a sudden, Tom Brittany's name was on the front of every single trade. So it's a bummer. I'm sure he really thought that he might have been able to be Superman. But I guarantee you, if you are in the running, if you're in the top three for Superman and you're getting published like this, he's about to book something huge, too, I bet. Well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing that when I don't know if you guys saw and actually I think we talked about it, Rox, was was the um, the interview that James Gunn gave with Michael Rosenbaum on inside of you and james gunn said as much there's a lot of time like inside of the running there there were some people who were legit in the running for it but there were other people who were not that the that agents what agents do and this was a very is a really great peek behind the curtain of what james gunn showed you is exactly what roxy just said what the agents will do is if someone goes in and tests for it but don't even have a shot they leak it they, the agents leak it to the press and they say, hey, my client, let's I'm not saying this is the case with Tom Brittany, but let's use him as yeah. an example. Hey, my client, Tom Brittany, just uh, is testing for Superman. You know, it, it wasn't me. Go ahead and, and run with it. And they run with it. And as Roxy just said, now, you know who he is because he's testing yeah. for Superman, even if he wasn't even close to to even being near it. The point was, as James Gunn pointed out, they want to get their clients out there because of exactly what roxy just mentioned that's to get them more in the public eye people like oh he was almost superman let's go see him now and it's a very smart strategic way for agents to do that oh he's got an audition i don't know if he did well or not but 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 leak it and and that's what they do and again not saying that that was tom Brittany that that happened to but it certainly was for some of the other actors so um christian you talked a little bit about this uh before um roxy do you have a lex luther or somebody that you think it should be lex luther I think that Alexander Skarsgård and Bill Skarsgård and Nicholas Holt, all all those names are excellent and none of them would bother me. I think that they mm-hmm. all are the right casting choice. But I do think that my the slight edge goes to Alexander Skarsgård for me because probably of what Christian mentioned with Succession and also because it we've watched him play this rich dickhead for so long and I think that in recent years we've kind of deviated with Lex and people have not been super happy with it. I look at Alexander Skarsgård as like a very classic, maniacal, evil, smart, um, well put together major threat as opposed to Bill, who I think is more menacing. Could he do it? Absolutely. I just, you know, Pennywise in my head, I think Mm -hmm. of him as like, less able to put on that facade that Lex is to the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, essentially being Elon Musk is what Lex needs to do. And I think that Alexander could for sure do that. And yeah. then when it comes to Nicholas Holt, I think he's actually the one that's the least like Lex on paper, but he is so fabulous. As you know, DJ, I talk on this show all the time about the great. I yeah. can't speak highly enough about that show. And I think from watching that, to watching Renfield, to seeing him at X-Men and everywhere else. Man has range, so to count him out would be ridiculous. Um, I totally, totally agree. Um, Bill Bill is the Skarsgård that was Pennywise, right? Yeah, yep. he was also in John Wick 4. Yes, and I agree with both of you that he typically hues uh, maniacal. I will say he has a he plays against type and Barbarian, and he's very good in that. Um uh, I will tell you both because I don't know how many, I don't know what I'm Does he play to. against type and barbarian DJ? The whole time I thought he was going to be the, the guy because he's so, it's creepy. Good po- I guess they, 
the movie utilizes that because the movie very specifically utilizes the fact that we're going to see Bill Skarsgård and think creepy. Like that's the tool right. they're using. So good right. point, Roxy. But I don't want to spoil <laughs> Barbarian. Works. I can't go any further because I don't want to spoil Barbarian. Go yeah, see yeah. Barbarian, everybody. Um, but I will say my all time, the person, and it would never happen. I can tell you both right now. I know for a fact this would never happen. But I think the best person you could possibly cast is Lex Luthor. And I, th- I partially think this way because I think Lex should uh, – there's there's a, a way you could pitch Lex as in a world without Superman, he would be the it guy. And that's part of why he hates Superman. I think Tom Cruise would be perfect as Lex Luthor because when you let Tom Cruise play villainous or evil, he's able to tap into that re- – he won't do it. I don't think he I, – he's, he's uh, at a stage in his career that – He's Ethan Hunt, right? He's the good guy. He is the whatever. But whenever, back in the day, when we were able to, like, even something like Tropic Thunder that's more comical, ooh, I think Tom Cruise would really nail it. I just think he's too famous. I think he's too famous. What? Yeah, it's like, it's like because, like, with, even with, like you mentioned with Tropic Thunder, yeah, people didn't even recognize it was him because he was in makeup. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. he looked so different. It's like... It's hard. I'm not telling you that he couldn't pull it off acting wise. I'm telling you that as an audience member, when you're sitting there and you see Tom Cruise, you've got to adjust your eyes and go, and that's Tom Cruise in a bald cap. That's Tom Cruise with his head shaved. As where Alexander Skarsgård is recognizable to yeah. audiences, but he's not Tom Cruise famous. You know, and yeah. it's like the same thing when like Leonardo DiCaprio was up for certain roles. It's like it's hard. It's hard to separate someone when they're that famous. I, you know that he would do it and he would give 110%. I just, I like the idea of giving someone who's kind of, right there on the cusp of having that role. I, that's why I like these three choices. Yeah. I think that Tom Cruise would be amazing for a bajillion reasons, but also story-wise, I guess people age at different rates if they're an alien, so you can justify it. But to me, I always think that it's like, what was Lex doing pre-Superman? I like them to be a more similar age. I gotcha. think that there's too big of an age gap between them. I understand that it doesn't have to be that way. And a lot of the dream casting was like Brian Cranston, Mark Strong, you yeah. know, people, Ben Kingsley, I saw on a lot of lists, people who are those, the that right. older gen uh, that we've seen play roles like this. And all of them would be great. But to me, I I think that they're more equals uh-huh. and and that's how I would like to see it played. All right, uh, here's one more I want to throw out there. And this doesn't help with your complaint, Roxy. But okay. it does lean into the meta aspect. Nicolas Cage as Lex Luthor. He would be great, too. <laughs> I think he would be great. He, I feel like he's more likely to do it than Tom Cruise. Oh, 100%. <laughs> makes bizarre choices, and they're yeah. usually good. But he also is so in his indie vein right now. Yeah. Like he, he, I don't know that he wants to do any big this type of movies, oh, but I could be wrong. He'd do, he'd, he'd yeah. do anything. <laughs> but like, I, um, yeah, I have the same, I have the same concern with, with Nicholas Cage that I do Tom Cruise. It's just, it just becomes Nicholas Cage vehicle. It's just like, uh, someone's got to get Superman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, you know, and it's, it just becomes more, it, there's Nick Cage. And yeah. It, he's entertaining as hell. And I love watching him, but, um, that's why he was able to disappear in, in the animated in the first, Across, uh, into the Spider-Verse yeah. in film noir Spider-Man, which is still one of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. But like you still, you go, oh, that's, that's Nick Cage. That's Nick and Cage. It's just all right. Like, yeah. All right. All right. I, I could do this all day. I could keep throwing out names. People <laughs> occur to me. I could keep throwing out names. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We need to go into our main discussion for today because we all have the opportunity to go see Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, uh, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Who's directed the last couple of Mission Impossible's written by Bruce Geller, Eric Jenderson, and Christopher McQuarrie. Um, of course, this is starring uh, Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt, Haley Atwell's in this, Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg, Ving Rames, Palm, Clementiev, um, Asai Morales, who, if you watched uh, Titans on either DC Universe or HBO Max or Max, uh, he played Deathstroke in the second season of that show. Um, spoiler, we're going to keep this spoiler free today. Uh, which is partially easier to do because this is a part one. Um, uh, so I think there's there's stuff that's being uh, left on the table for potential part two. But Christian, let's start with you. Spoiler-free thoughts. Yeah. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. Thoughts. All right. So I've had conversations with both of you guys. DJ is actually the first person I spoke to about the movie. Right after we walked out, we talked in the parking lot. And then Roxy was the second person, as I called, in the car to talk about the movie. Um, it's like my my opinions on the movie are, since seeing it, are the same yet have changed, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I think it's a really good movie. I think that if you're going to see this film for, it just depends on, I think that it depends on why you're going to see this film. If you're going to see this movie because you're hoping for a, a big blockbuster summer action film with incredible stunts, real action, crazy car chases, you know, gun battles, you get that 120 percent. You get you, yeah. you get that and it delivers on all fronts. Um, the thing that I still and I've talked to and I was I thought I was on my own island, but I, apparently I'm 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 my island is starting to get pretty packed talk to quite a few people that feel the same which is it it just feels a little off from a mission impossible movie meaning that it's um i like my mission impossible movies the the missions themselves a little more clever right mm -hmm. i like them a little like a little bit more of that kind of old school like the last few movies had that you know as as they're putting together these things and and you have to like go through the scene of how they're going to make this thing happen and what's the clever little um mission tools that they have to do and there's a lot of bumbling going on in this movie um yeah. which is uh, but it's then coupled with incredible action the last half of this movie is significant in my opinion is significantly better than the first um the chemistry is really good with everybody in the in the films um but i would have liked to seen his team do a little bit more the again without spoiling what they are actually going up against, and they've talked about this in press interviews, so this is not yeah. necessarily a big story with the AI aspect. Uh, even though, yes, we're in an AI and everyone's scared of AI, it still sometimes feel, felt a little far-fetched Skynet-y to me. 
um, mm-hmm. where I, I, in other movies they didn't need to, they just had the kind of bondish villain and those types of things, but they're, they're evolving. But um, overall, like, and it's weird because I feel like people were asking me in my comments as I did my out of the theater, like, well, wait a minute, you so you liked The Flash and Indiana Jones better than this? The answer is no. The answer is no. I, I actually think this is I'm better. shocked, Christian. I'm shocked by that. It, I know. It's crazy I know because, to me. But because that's that's what I'm telling you. When I look at when I look at both of them, though, it's like it's a re, it's like the last half of this movie, and this there's a particular thing. The the last you know again, it's in the it's in the the trailer when he jumps off from from the moment he jumps off that cliff again and where he's going at the end of this. It just it's like an adrenaline boost. It's it's yeah. you can't you can't as a movie fan not watch it like holy shit. You know it's it's amazing. But there's again as I'm comparing it to mission impossible movies i'm like there was there's a scene guys you guys have both seen the last fast and furious right mm-hmm. there's a scene in this movie that is pretty much the same exact scene and the same exact location and it felt like a fast and furious movie and i'm like i like the way they're shooting it but it's still a, a little goofy at times all right roxy i don't actually i have zero idea what Roxy's i have no idea how you feel movie. dj i don't know whether you liked this or didn't that's so exciting Ooh. for me that never yeah. happens okay uh, I mean, th- what was interesting is first thing that happens, I, uh, you're in a movie and you think you know how the audience feels, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're watching it and you're like, oh, I felt being in the screening we were in, I was like, this is the greatest movie ever. I'm obsessed with every moment of this. I could have watched another hour of it. It's not playing long. I think that every moment counts. I can't believe how badass this franchise is, how much Tom Cruise is just, he is like the la- one of the last stars, mega mm. stars. And also underratedly so, not to make this as a whole like uh, conversation about women in action movies, but I do love the fact that this movie has um, Rebecca Ferguson and... Um, uh, what's the Haley Haley Atwell, Atwell. Uh, Pom Tiaf, yeah, and Pom like the it's there's no shortage of kick-ass action women in this franchise now. It's not just like the token one, and yeah. that often happens in these movies. So it was it's really cool to be able to like talk about all of these women that are kicking butt, and also I think that I just I after coming after. Um, Indiana Jones, to me, this was so much, the action was shot so much better. Obviously, that's not the point of Indiana Jones, but just watching this after that, I appreciated, I couldn't have appreciated this movie more. So I just love, love, loved it and felt like everybody had the same feeling as me. Afterwards, I'm on the phone with Christian. It seemed like he had some qualms with it. Then I go, I don't like to ever out any critics' opinions on things because I don't know what they say to me versus what they share. But I talked to three of my other friends that are very prominent in this space, some of whom Christian probably talked to, and -hmm. they all had the exact same thoughts as Christian. And it, which was like the the movie is a better movie than it is a Mission Impossible movie. Agreed. And I'm like, that might be totally true. I've seen all the Mission Impossible movies, as you guys at home know. I don't remember things like that. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I like this franchise. But if you said to me, this happened in this movie, I'm like, was that mustache, mustache gate movie? Or what, which one was yeah, that? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't, it's just, it's not my franchise. It's not my DC, you know, it's not the way that. So maybe for me, 
I didn't, those things didn't bother me because I'm not holding Mission Impossible to a standard of Mission Impossible. I'm just watching another movie and all of my diehard Mission Impossible friends seem to think this was really good, but X, Y, Z. And I had no buts. However, Mike Kalinowski, who's a diehard uh, Mission Impossible fan, like loved it. Right. Yeah. That, oh, that's a good point. That is a good point, yeah. huh? I, love it. I mean, he, he. I haven't talked to him in depth, but like from what I heard, he he. And I saw his tweets. He like loved it. So, I think fans are gonna really res- respond to it. I do think I. The only thing I pushed back with Roxy just a little bit. I felt it. It did feel it, to me. It felt long. It felt like it, it was. It was a long movie, and it, there was a lot of great moments to it. But it did sometimes feel like they were drawn on the like the action for. A, little long and it, and it i also agree with roxy though the action the action was significantly better i think than indiana jones and is and that's why i i preface this to start my whole thought chain with the fact that this is a great action movie it's just in like i said i i just want it to be like to me mission impossible is more than just an action movie before we get to my thoughts you both have brought up something that i wanted to vent about and discuss What's going on with movies? Why are movies so long all of a sudden? Like, especially like, like this is, this is a part one of two movies and it's two hours and 45 minutes. What are yep. we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening? Uh, Roxy, do you feel like, I feel like you're the one that would push back on this. Do you feel like movies are getting too long? <laughs> I go back and forth on this because a movie's too long if it feels too long. And a movie's Fair. not too long if it doesn't feel too long. And sometimes I watch a two and a half hour movie and I'm like, that was ridiculous. Indiana Jones to me was too long, but Mission Impossible yeah. wasn't. So it, it's I, I can't just sit here and say like, if you're over two thirty, you are too long. Do I think if you're over two thirty, you could be trimmed somewhere? Yes, all movies that are over two thirty, I think could trim. But yeah. I, I didn't feel that way about this movie. I did take a bathroom break during it though. And I only say that to say that because I never take a bathroom break during a movie. I was dying. I was very much so at risk on, of peeing on the floor. And I had I to. Wish, so I wish you were like, it didn't feel too why. long. I did take a 30 minute bathroom break, but it didn't feel too right. long. <laughs> no, I sprinted. I came back the next day to finish it. Maybe it's. Seconds. Uh, maybe it's in the, the fact that I used to work as an editor that that with movie, it's like fucking trim the fat man like 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 I use uh, the Batman as an example because it's a movie I loved I love the Batman it's an hour too long like I loved across the Spider Verse trim twenty minutes off that thing like get it to an hour forty like you know what I mean like you we we for some reason we've gotten I feel like we've gotten a little overindulgent with runtimes Christian what do you uh, do you feel the same way or am I am I the only one that's like hey let's let's trim start trimming shit down I'm I'm with I'm with you because I also it, it adds to a second problem that I have with movies right right now specifically especially during the pandemic and after the pandemic is length leads to cost and movies are too expensive to make right now they're way too expensive to make Indiana Jones costs three hundred million dollars to make that is insane. Yeah, that's insane. That does not include marketing. That's insane. Especially if you want to make that money back in a hundred percent. Yeah, when you're in Lucasfilm in the position that you're in right now, where all 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 the spotlights are pointing at you, saying, "What are we doing? How are we going to make money for this company?" And it's like, "Oh, I'm going to spend three hundred million dollars on a franchise that is really primarily for people forty and up, and hoping yeah. to get the younger crowd involved. That we're going to spend three hundred million on it." And not including our marketing, and we're going to make it a long movie, and that's going to add to the cost. It's in, it's insanity. It's it it really is there. But there to agree with what Roxy said. Also, I think there are times like I wouldn't want Wolf of Wall Street to be a two hour movie. 
Like yeah. I like that Wolf of Wall Street's three hours movie because it's a particular story that they're telling. So I think that there's sometimes that they just add time to give you more of the action pieces, but they still want to try to develop the character and that's what they're trying to do. Um, but there's, yeah, there's two, I think that there's, there's times that mentioned that Fast and the Furious scene in Mission Impossible is 10 minutes too long. Yeah. It, it, it could be cut. There's little things that little, little trims here and there that could be cut to make that movie 220 yeah. easily. Um, well, especially for me, yeah. Since we already know it's a part one, like we're, we already do, we've already split this into two movies. Fucking dial it back, right? right. That Did you said, not like this movie? No, Roxy, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved okay, it. Okay, I fucking, okay. I ate that shit up. I fucking love these movies. I, I was, I was in it from, I was in it from the beginning. From the, from the, I won't even say because I don't think it's been an ad, but from the opening sequence, I was like, yes, uh huh, into it. Um, I do think that again a little overlong a little indulgent um i do understand the criticism specifically that the threat might be too heightened for this franchise although there's always been especially with the mask there's always yeah. been a kind of like a slightly sci-fi element to it and and but what i think makes it work is the commitment to it the walk we take to introduce introduce the audience to the idea of this threat and why it's a threat and and this is one of the few times like how many times have we seen ethan hunt go rogue how many times has somebody said like this is the biggest the fucking thing you've ever faced this was one of the times i was like legit i maybe though like i actually kind of don't know how we're going to resolve this thing and to the two-part point as much as I love Across the Spider-Verse, I think this movie did a better job of feeling like a complete thought. Like, this is what we're trying to accomplish in this movie. Mm -hmm. Accomplished. And this leads us to the next thing that we need to do next movie. But it's like, oh, but we finished. I felt like I got a full meal out of this. Um, and not for nothing. Like, I think Christian, I, I totally understand, Christian, your 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 criticisms, especially I've been re-watching um, the, the Mission Impossible movies because of this. And um, this definitely, this one definitely lines more up with like a Mission Impossible two directed yeah. by John Woo as opposed to a Mission Impossible one directed by Brian De Palma. Um, but every set piece is so fucking good. Like I, I can't like the the the, and I'll just I won't go into spoilers, but like the airport sequence, the car chase. Oh my god, the yeah. car chase. There's been a lot of hype about the the bike stunt. The car chase in Rome, I think, is where it's set. So fucking good. Um, and then the final sequence on the train, it's like, oh my God, everyone, so good. <laughs> yeah. You going back to something you said earlier though, without giving spoilers, the opening sequence, this happens sometimes, and movies can't predict what world the world is gonna look like. There's a lot going on in the news, so I don't think that this will be a, oh, a spoiler, yeah. but um I when when art imitates life in the way that this kind of did uh, if you guys are catching my drift yeah. it was very alarming to watch this and I, it did take me out of the movie slightly i will say mm -hmm. that i think that this movie would have played different for me a couple of months ago a month ago than it did play for me this month yeah. Um, and and that's there's no nothing they could do about that but like as i was watching this at first i was like i hope that this isn't the i i hope we don't stay here forever because i am distracted right now yeah so for keeping it spoiler free what roxy's uh talking around is the opening sequence takes place on a sub uh and so timing uh was a little weird i didn't feel the same way but i totally get that i totally get that uh yeah. that response um yeah, you know this, you mentioned like, you mentioned uh, 
Yeah, you mentioned Spider Verse. I mean, a, a part with a part two, two clearly going to three. This did clear. I mean, I agree with you that they gave you a lot to feel like. Okay, here's the next part. I think Fast and Furious, the last Fast and Furious, also did that. I think. Yeah, they, I, Fast and Furious literally ended on a cliffhanger, like a little. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and but yeah, I. Th- but as I mentioned, the second half of this movie, and from the second he zips off that cliff, it just goes and like it's it's pure spectacle i mean it's pure spectacle and by the time i got to that point in the movie i had already embraced it that's what this movie was it's a spectacle and i enjoyed the spectacle and as i said and i think that that's where i when i was even critiquing it to roxy when i was talking about it i came off more so like and and it definitely probably played on the phone like i just didn't like this movie and that really wasn't the case it was just i didn't like that it wasn't a mission impossible movie first and foremost you know mm-hmm. i and then as i thought about it i'm like it's a really good summer blockbuster action film with great set pieces well directed crazy stunts it is i mean it is but it's just like there was that thing that i love about mission impossible movies that was it was just missing yeah totally totally we've got some question here uh questions here from the discord um, Stisic Geta asks, uh, DJ, will you be doing a ranking of the MI movies on your letterbox? I will. I am on Letterboxd, by the way. Um, and somebody, Christian, I ask everybody this. Sure. After Twitter, where are we going? Where do you have, have you, have we, is, I'm trying to gauge for like, where are we going, everybody? Because every time I go on Twitter, a new thing's broken. Like, I was just trying to look, I was just trying to search a tweet and then look under people I follow and it would just be blank. And it's like, what the, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably, Roxy knows me too well. Um, I'm 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 almost in a place where I wish that it would be that, that we get another Y2K almost situation, right? Because like I, I'm in I was I was at breakfast this morning, man, and I saw an older man reading a newspaper and having a muffin, and I'm like, that's gonna be gone soon. <laughs> like you know, that's that's gonna go with this guy, guy, someone just reading a newspaper, sitting. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I want to come back, TJ. I don't want I want Twitter to go away. I hate Twitter. Like I hate it. I think yeah. it's destroyed. Uh, in all fairness, you hated Twitter long before Elon. You hated Wait, Twitter. Oh, oh, I, I have. It has nothing to do with Elon Musk. Yeah. I hated. I hated Twitter a long time ago. It is to turn people against each other, and yeah, it has nothing to do with political. I mean, I guess it's it is all political. It's it's yeah. it's the idea that what people do to each other on online. Um, but I like. But it's but ironically, uh, not only because we made our careers doing it, but YouTube I think can be um, pretty helpful if used in the right way. Um, yeah. And I guess the argument could be like, so could Twitter. But I think that with YouTube, there's a lot of things like I'll watch stuff for my kids. I'll watch uh, educational stuff when I I just I needed to do something for my business today. So I watched a tutorial on on YouTube. There are things on YouTube, I think, that are very helpful. Um, I don't mind Instagram. Uh, I actually like Instagram, I th- I, but I also don't pay attention to comment sections anymore, too. And I think that could be healthy to people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, every time I'll keep asking people, Roxy, this is an open one to you. If you ever in between episodes, if you found out where we're all going, you let me know. Uh, But back to this, it got his question. Um, What would you where would you like to see the Mission Impossible franchise go after Dead Reckoning Part Two? A spinoff, a show, a differently character, let it end. So um, I've heard varying reports about that these this two parters kind of meant to retire the Ethan Hunt character. Um, I've also heard that they've got more movies planned, unsurprisingly, because I think this is probably going to make a decent amount of money. But uh, what do you all think after after this after Dead Reckoning Part Two? What do we want? Do we want more Ethan Hunt? Do we want uh, spinoffs? What are we looking for? Christian, um, I think uh, this, this is this is a 
studio question, I'm sure it'll pop around to the same way that it was with John Wick. Like if you want, and <laughs> after John Wick was over, like, yep, that's it. No more John Wick. And then they announced John Wick five is going to be happening. And why? Because it made the most money out of any John Wick movie. Yeah. So they can say all they want. This might be the retiring of the Ethan Hunt character. And we'll know definitively after we see part two, but there's also, Hey Tom, come on, let's do one more. I know that you don't want to jump off things as much when you're 65 years old, but, but, but come on, let's do one more. So very possible. I just don't know where they're going to, I mean, I know they could go if they went to other places, but too, it's just a matter of I, I, Paramount Plus might want to look into a rebooting a TV show. I mean, that's where it came from, right? Let's yeah, you know, that's Paramount Plus TV show with Simon Pegg would be interesting. Uh, yeah, that's a great suggestion. Do you think this is for both of you? I have this sneaking suspicion that Tom Cruise isn't going to stop until he dies on camera, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of not joking. Uh, is, no, is, no. is that? <laughs> Right. Yeah, Christian said, you know, I understand Tom Cruise isn't going to want to jump off things when he's 65 years old. I think the problem is that he does want to jump off right. things when he's right. 65 yeah. right. years old. And right. the studios are going to be like, at some point. We can't, like, just, listen, Tom, we can't insure yeah. these movies, man. Right. Yeah, right. you don't want to be the person who kills Tom Cruise. Right. You don't want to yeah. be the movie that kills Tom Cruise. I mean, it's just bad. When we were watching this movie, there was a legitimate moment that the audience, there was uh, somebody behind, Christian, I think they were next to you. That screamed out, open your parachute, open <laughs> your parachute, because it's like, we all know it's, it's, it's actually, it's not yeah. the industry people who know. Right. I think that this is now, it's common knowledge what Tom Cruise is doing. He's the new Jackie he's Chan. Saying, he's the new Jackie Chan. He really is not, not in, not in the same way that Jackie Chan really put his body out there, but like yeah. in that same neighborhood, he's, mm -hmm. and, and what megastar that megastar does that the answer is no one yeah and well as a fan i love it like right. I, I appreciate it right. i do think like maybe it's a sign you should talk to somebody like i don't know like maybe maybe there's things we need to unpack here like why are we doing this stuff but also i was curious watching this and i think you guys have probably heard about this like okay top gun maverick we've heard that he made all of those kids go to i'm calling them yeah. kids all the other yeah. people go to flight school they all were really in there they were all getting puking every day super yeah. sick like it it's probably really unfun to do a movie with tom cruise other than the fact that you get to star in a movie with tom cruise if yeah. you like to do this kind of thing it's probably cool but like i was watching some of these scenes and wondering what is Haley atwell actually doing right now and what is is a stunt because this what's Haley atwell is, doing getting getting more attractive by the day that's what she's doing other, she's, other than we that, haven't talked about her a lot she's great in this movie she's really great she's yeah. very good She's very good, but I'm I'm just curious. Like, at some point too, is it not Tom Cruise that's gonna die, and is it one of his co-stars that he is positioned to be doing the things he's doing that they are not capable of doing? I don't think yeah. he pushes him in the same way that you think. Like, it's one thing for the planes, but I don't think when it comes to the other crazy stunts and things, the way that he does it, I, from from everything I've heard from people who worked with him, that's why like I've. And and it's not just one of these hearsay things. It's other things that haven't been on the record. Apparently, he's like a pleasure to work with, and he takes care really? of his crew. Okay. Yeah, yeah. From from people like so, Top Gun Maverick. From what I've heard from people that have been on, have ha had an incredible experience doing it because it's almost what Steven Spielberg said to him, right? When he was like, you know, you saved the Hollywood industry, the, the movie industry. He he just went back a little bit old school in the way that the movie making was made. And I think that especially this younger generation that was on the set doing that, like 
that's what mission that's what this mission impossible does as well too it's like all real stunts it's all these real things it's like yeah sure there's cgi in it but it's it's really relying on real stunts and so the audience feels it like you said that parachute moment that people are like no open it up yes it's because they know for real that he was probably doing it but you're also in the moment because it's real and that's what he's done and i think that actors actually respond to that and they want to be a part of that because it's not really done much anymore so um jumping off the Haley atwell overall um jake hefner asked does Haley atwell dethrone rebecca ferguson as the coolest character in the franchise and i would say jake listen nobody can dethrone rebecca ferguson and by the way anybody that's a rebecca ferguson ferguson fan check out silo on apple tv plus it's good it's real good she's real good in it um but i do want to take a second how Haley atwell's fantastic in this also did you guys get the feeling bridging the two questions that we were kind of setting up Haley atwell as like the next ethan hunt like hey we're this is our next mi main person or was that just me no i didn't get that feeling i i actually when you talked about spinoffs I would love to, and don't make facial expressions at this one, but I think there's a way to do it. I would love a Rebecca Ferguson spinoff of like oh, yeah. the, what she's been doing during this time. We keep hearing mentions of things that she's been up to or yeah, things crazy that have cool happened. crazy cool shit that we don't see. <laughs> All this cool stuff that we don't see. And I was like, I, I think that she is just amazing. Like to me, it's her and it's Emily Blunt in like the top two positions of these like action stars that I just think are so, so dynamic and charismatic, but also have a softness to them. That's really cool and engaging. I love her. So I, I don't think that they were setting up Haley Atwell because also Haley Atwell makes a ton of mistakes in this movie. I don't think it was like she was coming in outshining Tom Cruise. The the character she's playing was, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the character, the character, not actually Haley Atwell. I I I thought Haley Atwell was incredible, and so was Rebecca Ferguson. They were both um, fantastic in in this film. I I just kind of go back to what I was saying earlier. I think that, especially Paramount Plus, as they're doing, the shows that they are putting out have been really, really good. I'd like to see a show hit that's not Taylor Sheridan. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, something along those lines where it's and something of a big IP, and they need a big IP show. So, why not push some certain adventures that Ving Rhames has to do inside of? And you yeah. could almost feel like anthology inside the Mission Impossible series, where Simon Pegg has some missions, Haley Atwell has some missions. You know, if if he, if Ethan Hunt, whether he dies or he retires or whatever, or if he doesn't, he almost does like what young Indiana Jones does, and he comes back for a mission, and they get him on a TV show, and Tom Cruise is on television. That'll get people on Paramount Plus. So. I'd like to see a Mission Impossible series, plus the fact it would be full circle to bring it back to the old TV show. I'd prefer that over a new movie. I think a new movie without Tom Cruise is a big risk. Yeah, I totally see that. I totally see that. And not for nothing, um, I think I I like the TV show idea, going back full circle. I would be interested if we did a a follow-up with Haley Atwell's character or, or Rebecca Ferguson's character. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, I do like that TV show suggestion. I think that could be really cool. Um, but I also want to say, uh, not for nothing, just, um, giving people their flowers. Palm Clementief doesn't get a lot to do with her character. She's, uh, more like muscle, but I don't know whether it's her or her stunt actress, but like this movie really made me believe 
that she could take my head off. Like it's, she, she was, she, she has some really great action scenes in this movie. Yeah. I'm I, with I you. Yeah. Well, Christian, I'm, I'm more curious your thoughts on this one. No, no, you go first. I'll go. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm with you. I think that, I think that, uh, Palm has given some difficult roles. Uh, to that to make work and i love mantis i really do um i thought that this was i think she did a great job in this but i think it was a very difficult role yeah like yeah, to, think, to yeah. connect with or to feel for, like to totally understand what the vibe was just kind of oh at yeah some especially point later in the movie you're like wait is this what we're doing all right i mean sure i guess yeah yeah <laughs> yeah kind of yeah, I was like, so it was so funny because I, Roxy brought it up that she's like, I love Mantis. And I was like, and you can see it happens on our show. I realized that it was the same actress who played Mantis while yeah. I was, while we were talking about it. Um, and it's funny because very similar to how I felt about the movie, I actually liked her character better in the second half than I did in the first. Because in the first, and I don't know if it was because of directing or whatever, she didn't really have a lot to do. Um, and she was just kind of, it was almost like very Ruby Rose, um, John Wickish in, yeah. in the first half of it. And now knowing that it is her makes me even feel even stronger about that because knowing what she's capable of and knowing what she's done, that they could have given her more to do. And especially what the arc is of the character in general. Um, I think they definitely could have given her more to do, albeit probably would have added more length to the film, but mm -hmm. it's still, it still is, um, by the time you get to the end of it, of what what she's doing, I think I think it plays well. I think she plays well. Uh, last question from the Discord, Mike Joyce. The stunts in the Mission Impossible movies seem to be pretty impressive. Do you think it's possible for them to keep going bigger? Not without Tom Cruise losing a limb. Yeah, what's bigger? I mean, I, I guess bigger would be more dangerous in terms of like the elements. I guess they could do things with bad weather and fire. <laughs> like yeah. other than that, I I don't know. Well, yeah. I think just from a pure spectacle on screen. Uh, although Roxy, you were talking about people reacting in the theater to the parachute stuff. I'm not sure they've even topped hanging off the side of a plane or right. scaling the Burj Khalifa. Was it Burj Khalifa? Is that what the building yeah. for? Yeah. Like like as far as because the the as cool as the bike stunt was, at first I was kind of bummed that, you know, they the big part of the press was showing the stunt. But now I'm kind of glad they did because parts of that, the stunt is real, but to execute it, parts of it have to be CG around it, which I think on made it feel less impressive on camera than it would have been if you were sitting there like watching them do it. Um, so I haven't seen supposed... what you were talking about at all. I only I'll send watched it to you. this. I'll, I'll send I, it I don't to want you. it. It was so <laughs> okay. sick. What I saw was just the most yeah. impressive thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, or like even because even though it's a different franchise, the shit they were doing in Top Gun Maverick yeah. or like the helicopter fucking stunts in Fallout, like yeah. I mean, this. I mean, I don't know if they could go bigger though. I mean, I who. I mean, I guess you, it's the same thing we were just talking about before. Don't doubt Tom Cruise. You can probably mm -hmm. find something to do. But you know, one thing that I, and I know, DJ, forgive me if you were going to already bring it up, but one of the things I don't want to gloss over is uh, Isai Morales. Also, yeah. Um, he who who adds who, who essentially kind of. I don't I, again without saying anything. If this scene, by the way, that you're showing this this shot, this yeah. this was. I mean, this was about this was Mission Impossible. This this part of it. This is why the second half of the movie, I I this it was it, it, that was amazing the way that they yes. did it. And there was also a certain blend of humor that they put in the movie that I thought worked. There were times that I felt 
that it was a little off character for some of the things that was happening with Tom with Ethan Hunt. Again, although funny, and then there were other times that they used humor in the stunts in that particular shot that you just showed that I thought was brilliant. Yeah, totally. They they do a good job of, and I've heard some people like in in film circles talk about um, making it a game or the game of it, like in action sequence, adding elements hurdles that they need to overcome and and the especially that sequence like trying to navigate that the way the characters navigate that and the way yeah. the movie navigates that it's like man this is fucking great but uh and then yeah aside from Morales, i'm not sure that i like the character he's given it's he's a kind of a tropey yeah. character he's great though but again and we can't without going to spoilers it's like i think you're right christian that they had to have rewritten it i don't think how is nicholas holt supposed to play this guy <laughs> no chance no chance yeah it was a t- had to be a completely different character yeah yeah but so is there is there so this so the big stunt in this one the the one that's getting all the press is him doing the the uh motorcycle jump off the cliff to the parachute they've got to have something in the pipe for part two like a big here's the big thing we're doing but it is hard to conceive of it might be water related not again not to give them spoilers it might it might be elements. like some yeah d- like roxy's saying the elements yeah um do it but here's a question i have i'm not and i think it's something because obviously in our space we cover superhero movies a lot yeah. um and superhero movies like before it was like the my loved ones in danger now it's the city's in danger mm-hmm. now it's the planet's in danger now it's the universe is in danger now it's the multiverse in danger i'm not sure the instinct of always go bigger is the correct instinct i couldn't agree more yeah I couldn't agree more. Go to space. Go to space. They usually do. It's hard, though, when you do movies like this, because I think it's almost what the audience is expecting. But like I'm I've just been a big advocate in general, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is that of of you if with the right writing, you should be able to go lower in budget and not always go so big. But Mission Impossible is a harder one to really play into that because the stunts and the big action is a part of why you go to the movies um there's times in the movies that you mentioned with superhero movies that you don't always have to go to movies those movies to always see oh well this is the formulaic thing we have to have the setup the origin this and then a big set piece at the end and not a lot of dialogue just a lot of boom 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 and go they'll they'll pay and they'll eat popcorn they'll be fine like that is when they run into the problem of well no write some stuff that actually plays into character and you don't necessarily need all that stuff and I think that this movie you kind of do because they've oh, made it part the, – the character of the stunts is is as much of a character as Ethan Hunt is. Um, yeah. So it's uh, – yeah, it, it's a tri- – that one's a little more trickier to, to say go lower, go lower, go lower because you're – however many movies you're into it now, it's just part of the franchise. Maybe yeah. we see him hold his breath underwater for seven minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, it's it is um, again with uh, Roxy. What you're talking about with the news, like doing deep diving water stuff, might be might go over a little bit tricky. But again, if it's just Tom Cruise, right? I'm just saying maybe because you mentioned space, Roxy. I think I think he is doing. It's not a Mission Impossible movie. I think he is doing a movie in space. Like that's his next the next thing he's he's doing really um, wow i didn't yeah. know you Damn. didn't know but are you surprised to learn it no 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 that's why this is a no <laughs> yeah. wow no is he doing that part, is, is that part two or is that a different movie i think it's a different movie i'd have to look yeah. it up but like for right. this one right. uh for this one they actually got into a little bit of trouble because they actually wanted to blow up a bridge oh, okay. and then the bridge they got they're like no this is a heritage site or something and so it was a whole thing um mm-hmm. 
Oh, you're, it's but called do, the um, Untitled Tom Cruise SpaceX Project. That one? Probably. That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds on brand. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, okay. Wait, wait. I do that think- kind of stuff makes me nervous. Like the way that we don't respect as a, as a people, this is my hippy dippy stuff, but like yeah. water and space, it, we don't know anything. And this, it's a scary thing to explore. Oh gosh. Well, it's, it's going- funny. It's funny that you, I think that's a good point, Roxy, because like I've been listening to a podcast that was talking about the guy that, that built the sub that just imploded yeah. uh, and got those people killed. And he was very big on like, no man, you can build this with shit with carbon fire. No, it's not a big deal. Listen, James Cameron didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Glossing over the fact that James Cameron hired a world-class engineer to yeah. build his sub for him. It was like, yeah. no people, you, you should take this seriously. This isn't, we're not dicking around here. And I do hope, I do feel like any issues you might have with Tom Cruise, I do think he takes this stuff seriously enough that if he's doing it, it's the right way. And I do respect that. And I don't, and I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think that he would have survived as long as he did if he didn't. Right. <laughs> Very you know, good. Sure. Good point. Good yeah. solid point. For real. Like, and they were, I can't remember though. I think he was talking to, however, to kind of contradict that a little bit. Miles Teller's Miles Teller was telling a story about Top Gun to where there was something he wanted to do. I can't remember exactly what it was in particular, but he wanted to do this particular stunt, what, whatever it was going to do inside of the plane. And he goes, and the guy's like, you, you can't do that. We're not going to be able to do that, Tom. So Miles is like, next, next day, there's a new guy. <laughs> and, and that said, all right, here's how we're going to do it. There's yeah. that guy not there anymore. Yeah. That's right ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, I'm reading up on this right now. Untitled Tom Cruise SpaceX project, Tom Cruise and director Doug Lyman travel far beyond earth to film the first ever Hollywood motion picture in outer space. It's in That's pre-production crazy. right if now. I'm, I'm, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm Doug Lyman, I'm scared out of my mind because Tom Cruise thinks that his ancestors are out there. So he'll be, he's going to yes. be all right. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, he's, he's not going to be scared. He's not. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is the Jesus of his religion. Like literally <laughs> for, for real. He, yeah. he, he, he does not think, I, I do think that Tom Cruise does not think that he can die. Or if he does, he thinks that, you know, the spaceship's going to get him right before I, he's supposed to go. Yeah. So, I think it's, I think it's one of two things. I think you're right, Christian. I think it's one of two things. It's either he thinks he he's invulnerable or again, he does want to die and we he needs to talk to somebody <laughs> or yeah or it's or it's the or he feels like it's going to be that time this is this was the one he was supposed to go out on it's doug yeah. lyman that i'm concerned about <laughs> yeah 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 we're, we're, yeah I, we're not if, listen tom cruise wants to take some take himself out making a movie he listen whatever doug do me a favor if you're listening shoot it from nasa yeah so you, you just call action from 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 the ground and let tom float around and if his thing goes off and he goes it's like well we had a good run well, the the bike stunt, the bike stunt in this movie, apparently they filmed that. That was the first day of filming in case yeah. something did happen. Yeah, was well, smart. Yeah, smart. That yeah, absolutely. So. Of course. I mean, you 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 have to look at things that way. And I'm Wait, sure. Wouldn't Tom you want to be the important. last day? Why right. the first I, day? I was thinking about that too, Roxy, but it is such a key moment that then you'd have to shoot around. At least then if it's the first day, well, I guess we're not making the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like if he gets hurt or God forbid yeah. anything worse, you know, it's a, you can you can push it back, you can you can move around it, you can do those types of things. I think the last day is it, you've shot all this stuff around it going yeah. towards it that if you don't get it, yeah. then it's, you know, you're like shit, I have this whole thing in the can. We're going to make some other guy jump off the cliff. (laughs) If it's the last day, at least you could start editing the movie while you wait for him to heal or whatever. Sure. But But I think the thing is, Roxy, heal or regenerate. 
Yeah, well, I, I think that's maybe the thing, Roxy, is the option isn't is it's not like do it, get injured, or die. There's no middle option. Right. You either accomplish it or you don't. Right. <laughs> right. right. There's right. not a there's not a recovery time if you don't, maybe. It was the thought process on on that. I don't I don't know for sure. But I will say this, and I do think this touches on, on the what is listen. Mission Impossible. I love Mission Impossible Fallout. That might be again. I'm rewatching them. That may, yeah. may be my favorite of them. I really like this movie. I like the McQuarrie era. I do kind of miss when it was a different director every time, and there was almost like an anthology feel to the movies. Where like, how how is John Woo going to make a Mission Impossible movie? And speaking of John Wick and Chad Stileski and all that stuff, it'd be cool to to see what a director like that could do with a Mission Impossible. But I do think. You don't have the death-defying nature of it, but some of the stunt work in a John Wick, that might be a way to like build, pull it back a little bit while still having the stunt spectacle of it um, in the action scenes. Not that these movies don't bring the, that. They do. They absolutely do. The fist fights in it are fucking cool shit. But um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how... So we're doing a space movie. I don't know how you go bigger. I think, I think Roxy, based on the movie we just saw... I think you're right. I think it's elements. I think it's going to be a uh, hold breath, go deeper than is safe. Uh, that type get, of a thing. I don't know if he gets off on that stuff though. It seems like it seems to him he's a he's such an adrenaline junkie with jumping off stuff and holding on the things and doing. Yeah. I don't know if holding your breath, David Blaine style, is really what he's looking to try to do. I think he's trying to, you know, evil Knievel his way into the record books and do that kind of stuff. I just don't know if holding your breath and setting yourself on fire is what gets him excited. Can I say this? And I'm trying to think about a way to do uh, this without spoilers. The one that got me wasn't the big motorbike jump. There's another there at the end of the movie. There's another little parachute thing. And it's like, how, how'd you do that? That was, (laughs) uh, he does this little flip off a thing with a parachute. I'm like, what just happened? What did I just see? Um, he did that. He definitely did that. But yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know, Christian. Maybe maybe we should connect Tom Cruise up with James Cameron, do an underwater stunt movie. Right. I maybe I feel like there's some there's money to be made there. <laughs> Imagine if he would have been Iron Man. Remember, he was close. He was close to being Iron Man. We'd and have a working I'm Iron Man suit wasn't. that he would wear. Oh yeah, because yeah. you can't beat Robert Downey. Well, no, no, no. I'm glad he wasn't. Also, I'm just saying. Though, imagine if he was though, and the amount like the the crazy stunts that tony stark would have been doing we're gonna build an iron man suit and i'm gonna parachute out of it <laughs> Great. really build the suit and i'll be flying around in it pretty soon oh he's gonna show up to the premiere in the iron man suit in the iron man suit oh yeah. my god all right that is it for us this week christian before we go remind the kids where they can find you well if you want to go check out my show the big thing that you can see roxy stryer on every thursday you can go and check out uh the big thing on my youtube channel christian harloff it's just type in my, my channel you'll find it and then um katie sackoff if you know her from mandalorian and battlestar you can go over to her channel it's katie sackoff official and her show blah 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 with uh katie sackoff is on every wednesday morning on her youtube channel please go check those out there will be links in the descri- in the description roxy where can the kids find what you're doing everywhere at roxy stryer you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. You ain't got the vowels from stupid. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.